Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. I want to preach a special message to you, concluding uh, a series that we've been in called Healing the USA. And as I said uh, at the onset of just about every single one of the messages, we preached this series over the past four or five years. I think this is probably the fifth year. Uh, right at this time, and preached a number of messages leading up to this one where we will celebrate the birth of our nation tomorrow, July 4th. And uh, the reason is, the, the reason we're, we're preaching healing the USA or healing the United States of America is because our nation needs healing. Amen. And so many are trying to rewrite history. So many are clueless as to the sacrifices that have uh, been given so that we actually have the freedom that we currently have. In fact, I want to do this. If you are serving in the military, if you're actively serving, or you're a veteran, you, you used to serve at any capacity, uh, please stand up so that we can honor you. Would you please? Military, would you stand? Military, go on and stand up. Hey, God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for serving. Thank you for serving. We don't, we don't take you for granted. And so I'm going to preach a message called Let Freedom Reign. Let freedom reign. But I want to begin before reading the main text by reading to you some quotes uh, from some founding fathers, presidents, and those who are worthy of quoting. And uh, I do believe we can put those on the screen. Samuel Adams. We're going to start with Patrick Henry. Very good. Pat Patrick Henry. He said this, Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what cause others, course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Let's go ahead and do another one. It does not take, this is so profound and I have seen it. I've seen it in communities. I've seen it in different places. It is absolutely true. It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. Leave it up, please. It also, sending, setting defilement and lies in the minds of men, turn it the other way, which is currently what's taking place. Go ahead, put, us, put up another. John F. Kennedy said, let every nation know, whether it wishes us well or ill, that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Amen. Lyndon B. Johnson, he was president when I was born. This then is the state of the union, free, restless, growing, and full of hope. So it was in the beginning, so it shall always be while God is willing and we are strong enough to keep the faith. Go ahead and bring us another one. A quote from Ronald Reagan, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. How many of you know that to be true? We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on 
for them to do the same. John Thune, how many of you know who that is? I believe our flag is more than just cloth and ink. It is a universally recognized symbol that stands for liberty and freedom, although some are trying to change that. It is the history of our nation, and it is marked by the blood of those who died defending it. Wow. How many of you are patriots? We're patriots in this house. God, someone say, God bless America. All right, stand up on your feet, if you would, please, and uh, turn to the book of Luke. Uh, while you're turning there, I, I, I think I share this. It just seems Alaskan, and I love it, especially in light of those trying to change the amendment. From Thomas Jefferson, as you're turning to, turning to Luke 4, a strong body makes a strong mind. As to the specifics of exercise, I advise the gun. While this gives moderate exercise to the body, it gives boldness, enterprise, and independence to the mind. Games played with the ball and others of that nature are too violent for the body and stamp no character on the mind. Let your gun, therefore, be your constant companion on your walks. Can you say amen? All right, <laughs> here we go. Glad you enjoyed that, all you Alaskans and those who are in favor. Luke 4 and 14, if you're all there, say yes. Jesus returned, New International Version. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. News about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth where... He had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, unrolling it. He found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free. To do what with the oppressed? set them free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. One more verse. He began by saying to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you've done in our nation and on this Sunday morning here in Alaska. We ask that you would release living understanding and power for the reason our founding fathers stood for freedom and what it actually means was found in the gospel, and they knew it. And God, I pray that you today would touch every heart and mind, every man, woman, boy, and girl, and the effects of this service would be far-reaching, even to eternity, and those that are online, those that will listen in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, and we do have notes for you. There is so many uh, that are visiting, friends from afar, and, uh, and even from Anchorage, different ones that are here. we take too long to greet all of you individually. God bless you. We're so glad you're here. 
um, God is great. On July 4, 1776, a document was signed that changed the course of history. It's called the Declaration of Independence. Pardon me, the Constitution of the United States. It's the what? It's the Constitution of the United States of America. I taught you just recently, and you can go back and uh, listen to that, about restoring the foundations and a quote from Oz Guinness. And how Oz Guinness, who is a tremendous scholar, lecturer, a man from Ireland, wrote about uh, his generations are from Ireland, he's an American believer. He talked about the, the, the golden triangle and how if you're missing any point of that triangle, the whole thing falls apart in the, in the Constitution of the United States. Virtue. Virtue, according to the founding fathers and those who signed, the signers and those who were... Did you know Thomas Jefferson was out of town when, when it came time to sign the Constitution? He was in France. John Adams was also not available. There's many people that didn't sign it that wanted to, and there were some objections. It's an amazing document. Virtue, as they saw it, was right and wrong. Virtue is right and wrong, but they based it on truth. They based it on not an ambiguous blend of maybe. They based it on the truth of God's word. They saw truth as absolute found in Scripture. That's where it comes from. Oz Guinness says, basically, if you change, if you remove virtue, the Constitution doesn't work. And that's absolutely true. And then, of course, uh, relating to that, faith. Faith. In other words, faith in God's Word, that God's Word actually is truth. So if you remove faith, then the Constitution doesn't work either. Our Constitution is under... Um, is, is under it's in a war for the Constitution right now. It is the longest lasting document that has helped to rule any nation in the history of the world. Let me just read to you, and I've done this uh, just about every single 4th of July because it's moving to me, and I hope it is to you. The, the, the signers paid dearly, the signers of the Constitution, they paid a price. 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence. Five signers were captured by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds and hardship the Revolutionary War. They signed and pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. What, what kind of men were them? Now, they were men. They were not perfect. They were men. They were, they were fallen men, but most of them. I don't think we can say all, but far and away, the majority of them were believers. 24 of them were lawyers and jurists. 11 were merchants. 9 were farmers and, and large plantation owners, which were, were not proud of slavery. And that's a horrible stain through which Abraham Lincoln says the Civil War was... God's judgment on America for it. There were men of means, well-educated. They signed the Declaration of Independence and the, and the Constitution, knowing full well that the penalty would be death. And you can go and look up all of these different, the lives of these men. It's, it's astounding. They, they, they gave everything. And most of them, everything meant their very life. That's how important they felt about freedom. 
In order for freedom to, uh, freedom to reign, there had to be a war because England wasn't the, the, tightening, the tightening of empirical control around America, taxation without representation, and the cry in many places across the colonies was no king but King Jesus. There was a war that had to be fought. And the same is true for your freedom today. You mean in America? Certainly relating to America, but your freedom. I mean your personal freedom or whether you're in bondage or not, whether you're going to remain free, live free, walk the blessed life, there's going to be a war that you're going to have to wage. Where do the signers get their perceptions of freedom from? Well, they, they get their perceptions of freedom from the same place you and I are getting it this morning. John 8 and 32 says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Galatians 5 and 1 Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty or freedom by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again by a yoke of slavery. So as we look at this text, you see Jesus in Luke 4. And he's proclaiming freedom. He's proclaiming liberty to those who are bound. He's quoting out of Isaiah. And the same is true today. There are people that are in prison for the rest of their life that are freer than some people that are in the church. Oh, I don't mean they can leave the prison, but internally they're free. There are some people that are more bound, addicted, afflicted, but you don't, have to, you don't have to remain that way. If you came in this place this morning on the 3rd of July, on the eve of our nation's birth and celebration, and you're bound and you're hurting and you're broken, you have come to the right place to hear the message that you can be liberated, you can be free, you can be healed, you can be delivered. It's the message of Jesus. It's the message that he was crucified and died for your sin and for mine so that we could be free. And he demonstrated freedom, right in your notes. He demonstrated freedom. He modeled what, what real freedom is. I mean, everywhere he went, there was People being set free, people being healed, provision was flowing. Luke 4, he demonstrated his freedom over Satan, Satan's temptation. In Luke 4, 1 through 13. And it's interesting how Satan tempted him. He tempted him at, at, at every point that you would be tempted in. You go and analyze that and look at that. Fame, fortune, security, he tempted it, and Jesus answered and defeated him with the word. It's the same way you and I win. How? With the word. By declaring the word. Speaking the word. He demonstrated freedom. He modeled it in, in Luke 4, 31 to 37. He casts out a demon of a man who's in the synagogue. He casts out a devil of some guy that's in church. You say, well, there are devils in church? Why don't you bump your neighbor next to you and take a look at him? If you see any red, red coming out of their eyes... You just lay hands on them right now. Well, sure there is. Sure. Where, where? Somebody said, I'm not going to church. I'm never going to church. Bunch of hypocrites up in that place. Well, where else do you think a hypocrite should go? should come here so you can get set free from your hypocrisy. In Luke 4, 38 and 39, he healed Peter's mother-in-law. That's love right there. What? He heals Peter's mother-in-law and he, and, he, and he rebukes the fever by rebuking the fever. I have the greatest mother-in-law. She, 
She's been so kind. But traditionally, well, let's move on to number four. You see in Luke 4, 40 through 41, you see all these healings that take place at sunset. You know why it's at sunset? It's because they, they wanted to honor the Sabbath. They were confused in their thinking. So when the Sabbath ended, everybody rushed to get healing because they figured he would heal after the Sabbath. But how many of you know Jesus healed on the Sabbath as well? In Luke 5 and 20, he forgave their sins and he, he healed lame men. So Jesus provided freedom through what? Through his death, his resurrection, for all who believe, for everyone who believes. Turn with me, please, to the book of Hebrews. Chapter 2, while you're turning there, John 1 and 12, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. In Hebrews 2 and 14, and as much as the children have partaken in flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and to release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You see, 246 years ago, that document being signed 246 years ago was a statement that we were a free country. The same thing happened for you and me through, through Jesus' death and his resurrection. It was a declaration of independence. It was a freedom for all those who would believe on him. In John 3 and 3, Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you that no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. In John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. So as we celebrate our, our nation's freedom, know that it, we're only one generation away from being enslaved again. And the same is true for you if you're here under the sound of my voice and your mom and dad serve the Lord or your brother and sister, but you don't, then you're not free. And you're not free. So how do you say, well, how do we, how do we get free? How do we, how do we receive the freedom that Jesus provides? Very simply, turn from sin. Everybody say, turn from sin. Romans 6, 11 through 14, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Verse 13 of Romans 6. Do not offer part of yourselves as, to sin as instruments of wickedness. You have to turn from it. I said you have to turn. You can't just keep embracing it and expect to, to be free. Worship team, would you come? You got to renew your mind. Everybody say, renew your mind. You got to renew your mind. You got to renew your heart. Many, many scriptures here. But Philippians 4, 6, finally, brothers and sisters, whether whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard of me from me, put into practice. This is the Apostle Paul writing in the church of Philippi, and he's telling them, 
You've got to think on these things. What do you mean I need to think on them? What you think on as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So you have to take hold of your thought life. And you have to think good, you have to think thoughts that are true and right and pure and noble. And if you don't, what happens? And you end up taking action in the direction that is not freedom, in the direction of bondage. Romans 12, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer yourselves your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your true and proper worship. Don't conform. Everybody say, don't conform. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. I, I need to just stop for a moment and say, you know, there's been many that have said, you know, Christians are so so narrow-minded and and why can't they just accept everybody the way that they're the the simple reason is we believe in right we believe in wrong we believe in male we believe in female that you you can't change truth it's against my religion to do it and so i can't conform to the pattern that's being passed out by some and you know they're doing it because they feel it's the right thing well, maybe you know that. I mean, many. I'm sure there's some evil person out there scheming, but believing that that's the right thing for them to do, I suppose. There are many forces at work trying to destroy our country. But I believe that God is raising up a people. I believe that God is, is raising up a church, even here in Alaska and beyond, that'll preach the word of God unadulterated, that will see lives set free from bondage, fear, greed. Live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of you should declare your declaration of independence today from the enemy, from your flesh, from the world. How? By receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior and by being filled with the Spirit. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 and 11 And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. Come on, somebody say, I have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.